Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 50, Making Remote Working into Rewarding Work by Rosalind Palmer of rosalindpalmer.com. And I'm Dan, I am your host, and I'm here every single day reading to you, including weekends and holidays, and what we cover here is entrepreneurship. We get some great authors and uh, get permission from them to share their work with you. And if you've got any ideas for us, uh, future show topics, maybe a guest author, somebody who maybe you read and you haven't heard here on any of the Optimal Podcasts, come share those ideas with us by visiting oldpodcast.com, that's oldpodcast.com. And thanks for being here for our 50th episode of this uh, relatively new show. It is only with your support that we can keep this going. So for now, let's hear another post as we optimize your life. Making Remote Working into Rewarding Work by Rosalind Palmer of rosalindpalmer.com. Perhaps the newest virus that is sweeping like wildfire across the web is that of remote working, as coronavirus drives people to work from home. For a while, led by rather flashy digital nomads, the phrase remote working has been akin to taking two weeks in the south of France back in the 50s, something available only to the privileged few who have attained a lifestyle that lesser mortals can only aspire to. Here I am, screams the dreamy Insta photo as the vista across their laptop and glass of fresh juice scans across a misty mountain. Work isn't for me. No, not when I choose where to be. That's how the mantra goes. Well, having tried it, this is true to a point. It is great to set your own boundaries and hours, and to respond to emails and clients and work stuff in your own time and in a place of your choosing. However, having worked for an international charity, I can also vouchsafe how frustrating it is when you're in an African country and the Wi-Fi goes at a speed so slow that the little whirring circle barely moves, when it takes two hours to send an email and you're being bitten by mosquitoes during the process. Also, your time zone and availability window may not always dovetail with those you work with or for. Now, working from home for the majority of my work and passions, I thankfully have, on the whole, great Wi-Fi, plus a decent computer and a comfortable chair plus a fantastic selection of teas and even a rather amazing view. What I don't have is real connection. Those water cooler moments when you shoot the breeze and just take your mind away from the work you've been doing. The camaraderie, the support. Remote working is, rather like a virus, an unseen and often unsettling thing that creates dis-ease. The sense of isolation can be crippling. I belong to several networking groups, and while some serve as a marketplace for us to buy and sell our services to each other, many more are really a support network for me and others, somewhere we can join with our tribe to be educated and entertained, and throwing caution to the wind to just get a hug and some tea and sympathy or good advice. We are basically tribal people, and our well-being is tied to connection. The greatest punishment you can give to a person, apart from something physical, is to isolate them. In prison, this will be solitary confinement. A sailor marooned on an island, people sent into exile. It's all about disconnection. When I was head of marketing and communications for international charity, The Leprosy Mission, 
What I learned from traveling to remote places and meeting people was that however poor, they are bound together in connection, from the family to the tribe to the community. For people with leprosy, the most devastating thing about the disease often isn't the awful physical ailments, but that they are driven out of their communities as people fear they will become infected. Loneliness, living alone, and poor social connections are as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness is worse for you than obesity. Lonely people are more likely to suffer from dementia, heart disease, and depression. Loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death by 29%. So, how do you connect, especially if you're forced into quarantine or self-isolation? Well, start with yourself. Come to know yourself, love yourself, feel that you're good enough, and that perfection is just an airbrushed illusion. Take good care of yourself in a holistic way by nurturing your body with good food, your mind with positive thoughts and taking time out. Aim to sleep at least seven hours a night. Take care of your body through exercise. I do yoga every day. There are a number of amazing free online classes, especially Yoga by Adrian, that you can follow. Then connect to something greater than yourself, to God, to nature, to a faith that guides you. Connect to making the world a better place by being a conscious consumer. A friend of mine told me that recently her nine-year-old daughter decided not to spend her pocket money on a cheap item of clothing, as she said, there must have been a price to pay for this mummy if it's so cheap. I am heartened by young people drawing attention to climate change. The future is theirs. Finally, connect to others as best you can. I've learned to be vulnerable and open to saying when I'm hurting or down or in need of help. It took a long time to master, but now I practice it daily. So here are my fab four antidotes to the virus of lonely homeworking. One, find a tribe. A real one where you can actually go out and connect. Until we are all shut up in quarantine, then human connection is key. Two, invest in systems. Have the best internet and computer and all the systems you can afford to invest in at your disposal to support you and free you from the frustration of trying to fix things on your own and eating into your true gifts and offerings. Get support when you can afford it. Shout out to my amazing assistant, Lauren, here. Three, track your time. Make time for coffee and a chat, even virtual. I now have a virtual coffee several times a week with others. Don't lose time on sorting out the washing when you have a deadline to meet. Keep the household chores to household times, just as you would if you went to work. Even commute in the morning by rising at the same time and taking a walk, perhaps to get a coffee, at the time you may have previously been hitting the freeway. And four, be transparent. Check in with yourself, and if you are not enjoying it, then seek help or support or connection or even a new way of operating. Give it time and establish your own routines, but always ask yourself if this is working for you. If not, adjust accordingly. There is enough uncertainty in the world, so create as much of what works for you in your own life now. I hope you found this helpful. You just listened to the post titled Making Remote Working into Rewarding Work by Rosalind Palmer of rosalindpalmer.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. 
So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And let me take just a moment to tell you a little bit more about Rosalind Palmer, today's author. She's an award-winning coach and advanced RTT therapist, that's rapid transformational therapy, developed by a very popular therapist, Marissa Peer, who Rosalind has met and was helped by. Come by her site to check out her books, coaching, blog, resources. There's a whole lot there, and I have her site linked in this episode's description. That's rosalindpalmer.com, R-O-S-A-L-Y-N, P-A-L-M-E-R.com, and thanks so much to her for giving us permission to narrate her articles. And that's it for our first 50 episodes of this show. I appreciate very much you listening in every day. That's, of course, how we keep this show going. So have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back again tomorrow for the Friday show where I'll have a post from Bradley Charbonneau of Pass the Sour Cream. So I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits.